AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded All in your mind, yeah, now deep throated This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in By then, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us It's GB don't get it twisted, on code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Ghetto boys in the house. Back with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, Earl E. Poppy McCullough Jr. That's right. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up King? Man? 
Hey, man, thanks for having me here. Absolutely, man. It's always nice to sit down and chop it up with royalty. Hey, hey. (laughs) It's all good. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You are a serial entrepreneur. Did you know? I think it's fair to say. Hey, yeah, absolutely. I've been knowing you for a while, so (laughs) I know your many businesses, many successful businesses. But before all of that, you were one of the men that was responsible for some of the biggest hits that we had an opportunity to rock to. Well, gangsters don't dance, we boogie, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or at least make love to or something like that, right? Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Man, uh, drop us some of your credits, man. I know what they are, but you know. You, I mean, we got, uh, you know, Beyonce, Dangerously in Love. Uh, we got uh, Pussycat, Missy Elliott. Um, it's an independent woman. I, I was a co-writer on that. Um, Truth Hurts. I didn't uh, know you, you you co-wrote independent. Yeah, I got the river to work on that. What? So, um, as a matter of fact, we can go into that too. Cause I got, right now I have seven titles that I have the river to work on. So people don't know that I was behind some major records, but you know, yeah. some of those are in a, in a, almost put classified as a ghostwriting yeah. uh, position. So, you know, okay. it's not really ghostwriting. Let's talk about derivative work since we talked about that, but uh, we'll, we'll bring it up later because that yeah. is a, maybe something that you want to get into. To well, let's talk people. about it now before, right. we, before we get off track. So sometimes you get these, uh, especially back in then, um, when I would write and do all these writer sessions, you get a lot of writers in and they'll start creating with you. So whenever work is created from that original record that's and they go and change it that's mm-hmm. a derivative work right so what uh, so that happened a lot of times where i'm in and out of different camps obviously and uh somebody may take an opportunity with another producer say hey i wrote this song or i co-wrote this song and all of a sudden they trying to start trying to strip my stuff off that i've helped yeah. and go bring it to another producer because they may have a better chance which you know i can't hate them on that but there's a way that the business Shit, works. I can hate them on that, man. I mean, it is give, what it give is. Give me my credit, bro, and give me my money. <laughs> well, you know, you a lot of people, they jump in this with their talent and don't know the business. See, I made sure I lawyered up and everything from the top. So yeah. I knew, I knew, I read a lot of books. And that's when I, actually, that's when I first learned about the rivers of work. And I took it to my attorney. And then we just went after all these records. So that's what yeah. I mean. yeah. So basically, this derivative work is derivative which is derivative of the word derive. Absolutely. So uh, so it all starts with you making music or so, and sometimes in collaboration with someone else. But as uh, a person a, a person that works in your camp may decide, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to embellish it uh, with another artist or just put my name on it. And no, that would be say, stealing if they just put their name on it. But in the case, let's say, you know, you and I, we get in, we lock in, we do something. Yeah. Uh, you knock, knock out a hook, let's say, right. right? And you didn't take this and you say, you know what? I like this track that he did. And maybe maybe it was old. Maybe it was just a year or two old, five years old, and you decide to take that song, update it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I now own a piece of that record, though, because right. it, your lyric and melody derived from my music. I think that's what I was trying to say. All right. I just, just I saying, guess what, right, I guess right, I wasn't right. articulating it. All right, we well, just make, make yeah. sure our audience understands. So basically, just yeah. saying, basically, yeah. it's it's this music that you had. You put a footprint on. You had something yeah. to do with that with the, those, the elements that's in the original. Absolutely. Uh, the original composition. Yeah. And in the case of the one I just mentioned, like I had some real weird clown music. I was going for a different style. You know, my my production company was Playhouse, and I used to have this like treehouse type of concept with these kids you know i created these animated characters to go with it sounds and all that so i was going for this real corny goofy sound and it was real cheesy that record would have never been what it is if uh, the producers didn't redo it mm-hmm. it's when they heard it they heard the potential of what the topic was so they redone that record and it's a smash 
Uh, yeah. You got your money. Yeah, yeah. Got your money. As much as they as much as they paid until they stopped paying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's all. How does that go? Somebody owe you money and because oh, that was just because, a, a passive joke. Meaning, like uh, until they, it won't stop. Obviously, you know, oh, okay. it's, it's coming through yeah. uh, performing royalties. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I'm like, get that. Yeah. Money, yeah. No, nah, it's coming. Got to get that money, man. Yeah. The PROs not, handle that. And it's not even mm -hmm. about being money hungry or you know, being greedy. It's just by getting what's belong to me. Correct. You know, it don't always happen though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you got to realize we're in the industry. We got some big sharks out there, right? Yeah. So a lot of times I had to just play my position. I've had songs taken, uh, all kinds of things like that. But I had to choose: do I want to go in that battle and never work again, or do I just want to sit quiet, take that take that L, and move on? Now, when you were mm -hmm. making the music with Destiny's Child, was you in the studio with the girls? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's that vibe like? I mean, if you want me to start with B, I have still to this day never been with somebody as uh, detailed and and uh, just I, it's all you have to be in there to really see. And uh, what happened that um, when our first song um, happened, we were at uh, we actually were in Houston and uh, we were at uh, what's the name of that studio? Um, what street? I'll tell you what it was. Oh, it's a big studio, older studio. Um, I can't what believe he's he, he gonna be mad that I forgot this studio. Man. Tell me this street. I'll help you uh, out. It's kind of in this area. Uh, it's uh in this area. Yeah, hold on. Let me see here. A big studio in this area. Dan Bookman's over there. Um, Dan, oh, oh, yeah. Um, um nah, I, nah, I see. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened to me just well, now. Well, 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 uh, well. We call it the takeover now. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I'm thinking. Uh, no, excuse me. I just butchered his name. Um, yeah, is it Danny Book? White guy, glasses. Um, oh, I butchered him. We're gonna have to go back on that one. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, you're talking about Sugar Hill. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So let's okay. run it back and right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, we uh we ended up at Sugar Hill on our yeah. first um at, on our first session, and we just got into a writer session. Um, and that was a funny moment for me because I had a record that was uh kind of like a it was it was banging. It was supposed to be. Matter of fact, I can go into some lessons from here too. So I started playing tracks. Uh, they chose one. It had like a Timbaland vibe sound to it. I was playing some guitars on it. And, you know, I had one of my co-writers in there with me and he wrote a song that I hated. I just hated that song. <laughs> so everybody in there trying to, you know, get the vibe on. B, um, you know, no shot at anybody else. She was outworking everybody. Okay. So after a while, they couldn't come up with anything that anybody was just locking into. So my guy said, hey, I got something that's hot. So he ended up singing the song to him. I looked at him like I wanted to kill him, but they loved it. So that uh, was a song called Hands Off. And it was actually to fast forward um, or, or going into that session, what I saw the ethic. They didn't have a sample or anything at that time. or, or where, I forgot what it was, but we couldn't fly the hook. B did every part over exactly. So if I, if I had a record for eight parts, she went to the next hook and did every one. Exactly like the first. With no complaints. No. She was like, I mean, she was knocking them out. She was like, all right, you want you you like that? I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Next. And she's just knocking it off. So now this is how I know you're not lying. Back in the gap before the girls took off, I'm at their house. I'm at the nose house. The nose's house. Yeah. And the girls are practicing. And they're dancing. So right after they finish, Matt like, you, you want, want to do it again, Willie? He said, you want, he yeah. Will. He said, you want, yeah, yeah. You want, want to do it again, Will? I say, 
you know, me, I'm like, I'm a worker. Yeah, do it again. Because I want to see the commitment. Mm -hmm. Beyonce jumps up first, just like that. She ready. The yeah. other girls, they, you know, they they came they along, them, but, yeah. but they were more, they they came along more sluggishly. Like it was yeah. more like, okay, let's do it. They didn't complain, but in their face, they was like, you could tell they, yeah. they were a little, you yeah. know, they they were a little tired or whatever. But Beyonce may have been tired, mm -hmm. but man, she just jumped right back in, just yeah. like that. Almost. And the thing that I had always admired about her is that. She's always been the lead, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, at least for the most part, she's been the lead. And her dad was the manager. Mm -hmm. She could have easily been a really bad person. She could have easily been a bad actor. Oh, absolutely. And she could have been you know, selfish and yeah. spoiled, but she never came across that way, ever. 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 I've never ever. seen her- ever. No. Look down on anybody, no. place somebody. She was a team player position. all the way. She knew. Yeah. She knew that it was. A team. Yeah, she knew that. Yeah, and she still. You know. But still, to all the girls' yeah. credit, man, they all worked, all of them. They all worked their butts yeah. off. You know. But again, like, I just had even as, a, as a, day, youngsters, somebody you'd have to. So someone would say, "Big deal." She did all the hooks over. No, it was the level of commitment that she put into that. Right. You should have seen it. It was only. It was only something that been, would have been worth seeing on tape or being there to experience. Mm -hmm. you Okay, so um, but yeah, fast forward with that. Um, that song was supposed to be the first single for them, and uh, through politics, it start changing. Uh, you know, because you you deal with a lot of that, especially with the uh, old old Mister uh, Pop's nose. That you know he he wanted his way. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, so sometimes we don't agree and things happen. You know, so that record yeah. still sitting in the archive right now, but it's a hot one. Yeah. Now, now, what was mm -hmm. Kelly's position? Work ethic like? Oh, she was there. All of them were there, just there doing what they need to do. Uh, really, to be honest with you, Beyonce was more so instructing who's going to do what part. And they would just do that part mm -hmm. after she done, she done majority of it. Right. Yeah. So this is, this is Kelly, Beyonce, and Michelle? No, this, nah, this is, this is, is before when that. Cause the I, girls, when I, yeah, all when I got with still them. together. Yeah, this was all, all the girls, girls were together. still together. Yeah. Latavia yeah. and, and, um, yeah. and Latoya. Uh, Latoya. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was there. And that was in, I will say, this had to be in 98 because, believe it or not, I got with them through Missy. Missy is the one who introduced me to them. I always used to try to get at uh, Matthew. And at the time, I didn't understand when I'm trying to run up on him with tapes and everything. You know, hey, mm -hmm. check this out. Check out the CD. He wouldn't take it because it's unsolicited work. You see what I'm saying? So he wouldn't He wouldn't take it. You know, I used to see him. I used to work at the music store, and I would see him coming there time to time, try to give him something. It ain't happening. So uh, long and short as they ended up, um, after I got with Missy, I got with Missy. So you had to get in the system. You yeah, yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I got I got with her when I went to New York, obviously. Um, and we can go into some of that too. But um, I was I had just left New York, and I was in Atlanta, and then back into Houston on this uh, trip. You know, just making beats, studio mm -hmm. to studio. And they ended up coming to New York, and she kept raving about, "Hey, you need to check out this kid He's from Texas." You know, on and on and on, and that's when it happened. So that had to and, be like ninety eight. And, and, and Missy's. Mm -hmm. Opinion has weight. Oh yeah, you gotta realize she had just dropped at that time. Huh. She just dropped her album that uh, Super Duper Fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was I was there with with all that girl, all that right. yeah. So yeah, because they know Missy know a hit. Yeah, well, she, oh, hits, she still know she hit. know how to make a hit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So how did that relationship evolve with Missy? Oh, uh, how did it come about, or just eat? I mean, yeah. you know, well, well. First of all, how mm -hmm. did it start, and then how did y'all still being in contact, man? Um, y'all still. I haven't really, you know, when I took a hiatus, it seemed like a lot of people got mad at me for even just leaving, you know what I'm saying? But I just needed to 
you know, raise a family and, and do some normal stuff or what I consider normal for me, at least for a minute, because uh, the industry could drive you in, you know. Do you ever regret that? Nah, man, because I'm if you sit with my family, sit with me and see what's become of them and what's coming, then you don't understand. OK, we got a whole new round that we about to, you know what I'm saying? So, OK. Yeah. So I don't regret it because I knew that I stepped in the game young at 16, 17. So and I, I had a good run up until about 28. And my plan was always to retire at 33. And I figured if I ever came back, I know enough, know enough people, I could pull up another young one or create a camp or do it myself again. There's no, there's really no age on this producer thing. Right. So even right now, as I step back in, I, you know what I mean? There we go. And yeah. I got my young ones with me, like my 16-year-old um, female, right? She's producing. Uh, right now, she's already scored a, uh, a movie um, gig. She already got her first sync license, you know, placement at 16. Mm -hmm. So there's a movie coming out called 97 Minutes with uh, Alec Baldwin. And, what? Yeah. And she has the only song that they chose in the movie. Other what's, than that, what's her name? Neam. Neam made the beat. Neam made the beat. Yeah. How you spell Neam? N-I-A-M. N-I-A-M. Yeah. Neam made the beat. Yes, sir. Okay. So I'm about to let you hear some of that. All right, Nim. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, yeah. See, girl, get your shine on. You know, it's mm -hmm. time for it's time for another producer out of Houston to to rise above the crop. Yeah. Now what we're what we're looking for, when you say that, I think um and we'll go 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 back into some of the questions that you asked, but when you say stuff like that, rise above the crop, I think we need that, but it's gonna need the support. Problem with um I think our whole, especially hip hop environment, is competition, and this is create. This is creation. So why why should we always be competing? Because when I compete, it puts us at odds. So that's why I could never work with somebody long term because they always started to compete rather than just co-create. Well, but I think competition, friendly competition, is good. That's all the same. You but know? it doesn't. It, that does. That's not. That's good to say. But that's yeah. not what happens. I have people that I've tried to work with. I'm not competing with them, but then in their head they compete with me. Right. And I'm like, no. When I when I say when I say rise above the crop, I'm talking about, you know, the, become the, the next. I'm talking about me, average or mediocre. I'm not talking okay. about. Okay. I'm not talking about. Oh, you know, we got a good producer here, and these are good producers, but this guy's better than everybody. You know, I'm not talking about that. Okay. I'm talking about we need we need we need more talent. Coming well, out to compliment, to, to add into that, I was saying, but we, as a community, need to get behind this person. Well, that ain't going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that, we that, need to get behind them. That's and not going to happen. You know, what and, I, what I yeah. realized about Houston is you got you to just do it. And whether they mm -hmm. whether they jump on it or not, you just got to do it. And it's like, yeah. and one, uh, one of the things is that typically people in Houston once they hear somebody else is messing with you on the outside of Houston, then it kind of validates you. Like, oh well, damn, they they jamming them in Memphis. Oh man, they, oh they yeah, they yeah. they picking it up in Chicago. It's let still me, like that today. Yeah, let but me jump on it. Let me see what, what, what this is with, about. With, with our celebrities, That's what happened with ghetto here. boys? Yeah, you know, like it was like mm -hmm. uh, man, Chicago on this, Dallas is on yeah, this. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, Houston. Houston was kind of you know, I, well, I can't say that all the way about Houston with us because. Houston kind of accepted us immediately. So we okay, kind of yeah, had it like, about, yeah, we'll but we didn't get radio yeah. immediately. Yeah. No, Everybody I'm, else, we had to get, radio held their nuts on us. Local radio held their well, nuts. Well, for some reason, I, I understood what you were talking about or overstood what you were saying when you talked about, you used reference to say Chicago or somebody else's. I knew you were talking about radio. 
or something. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I didn't right. know that. Yeah, because I knew that from the gate, y'all, y'all would, you know, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just going back into some of the things because we did leave a few, you know, crumbs here and there. But um, I guess you know after I graduated, that's when I started working at this music store. I don't know if you remember Mars Music. Mars Music. Where was it? Ha! It was on uh, Six Ten. Uh, for 610 and um actually where the uh kng is now that's where mars music it was a super center oh. it was like your sam ash your h and h but it was a huge concept for this uh stage lighting and sound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it was it was really more like electronics and stuff they had some studio being, gear in being there. sold out yeah, there yeah but no 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 i'm uh, when you say when you say Mars music, I was mm -hmm. thinking like they were selling selling music, right? No, they were selling but yeah, this, they, yeah, 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 right. Live gear, right? Yeah, all of yeah. this stuff like that. Yeah, that so, type of stuff. Music, music yeah. as far as instru instruments and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So while stuff I was to trying to music. school, trying yeah. to do the school thing uh, yeah. after school, so to say, right. so until I graduated high school, I um eventually I found myself over there for about six months before the opportunities came about to go to New York. Um, when I went to New York. I was working with uh, the short-lived Crave Records. I don't even know if you that was Mariah Carey's uh, label. It was uh, from 97 to 98. It just started in 97, like March or something like that. I think it was mm -hmm. about March. By that summertime, I was out there. You know, they were um, looking at me as an in-house producer. We are putting everything together. And uh, by the next year, it fell out. And what happened? Was it Mariah just? I think, uh, you know, obviously at that time she was married to uh, Tommy. Matola, and yeah. I'm not sure if you know that that issue between them. You know, I I don't want to speculate, but it just you know her her stuff went away, right? Yeah. So, um, but I did a lot of records over there that were coming out. They they had a, a, a group called Allure, Seven Mile, a girl named Keisha. It was a lot of stuff. I was just working, you know. So I had a lot of records about to come out, and then the whole label just you know it's gone. Michael Jackson said mm -hmm. Tommy Matola was the devil. I don't know about all that. <laughs> you met Tommy? Uh, no, no. So that's what I said. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't answer to that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Mike said it, though. Whatever, whatever Mike hey, said. Mike said, hey, Tommy Matola is the devil. Well, I mean, I got people, my peoples know him, and they don't say that. So. That's, oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Tommy Matola, is he still active? I, I don't think so. I could make a text message, right? You know, and, and we could find out just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised that Jimmy Iovine retired. Well, you know, all of them getting in age, and they want to do something else or enjoy something else. It is what it is. I think it's at some point in time you come to retire. Because when I stepped into this, like I said, from um, I was in the sixth grade when we started, and I don't know if you know, um, zero started with me. Is that right? Yeah, like. You got some zero beats. You got some zero music. I got about three albums with zero. Um, Do you have stuff. anything unreleased? That's what I'm, I'm talking. Unreleased. You got three zero albums unreleased. Yeah, because we were a group. We were a group. Like who is it? You zero and who? We went through in in high in middle school. We went through probably about twelve of us. And our final on this photo I'm about to show you. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's just going trying to get clearances down. and all that kind of stuff uh, would just be. Probably not worth one it. here. Check that out. Y'all have to go and find. So out that was that when we finally when we, when we finally just narrowed it down. We said, okay, this is us four. So myself, I was DJing and producing. Another guy, Bobino, he was DJing. Uh, that guy, the other guy's name's Lil Moody, and of course Zero right there. So, and that's what that's what Zero was talking about. He was on uh, Vlad TV, and he mentioned it. 
He said, mm -hmm. hey, you know, and again, there's this evidence. So I need to send him this because Vlad sounded like he had a hard time believing him. Yeah. But, um, you know, that we were doing all this in middle school. But this, I was like 14, 13, 14 right here. Wow. Because the way I could trace it down, because by the time ninth grade came, it was only zero on I. And then I got mad with the whole just idea of this thing and stopped doing music at that time. You know Why'd you get mad? Oh man, I mean, we we had some emotional roller coasters going on in the time, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as a group, you know, groups. I mean, yeah, you're in a group, yeah, man. yeah, you know I know what it groups. is. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, take the wheel. <laughs> so Damn. we had we had our, our differences creatively more more so with Joe, Joe, Joe. Uh, you know, Zero was just like a brother. So, but yeah, a lot of yeah. That's what he's. That's why uh, you know, out of respect, he even you know mentioned me sitting on Vlad the whole nine and ten. But yeah, I need to send him this stuff because. Um, it's a good memorabilia. This is the start. You know what I'm saying? This is right where he started with me and everything else. But yeah, that's, that's right. a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gamebridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement 
retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. What piqued your interest in music in the first place? How old were you? I was probably 11. Yeah. Well, it was a competition, you... actually. Weird enough, my, my older sister, she didn't realize, um, we had this, you know, civil, um, excuse me, this... Uh, you know, uh, just rivalry. My older sister. Sibling yeah, rivalry. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Just I, I would say. It's all right to say yeah, yeah. rivalry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So every time she was good at something, <laughs> I would probably get jealous, and I go get good at it. So she could she could draw. Yeah. I got good with drawing. <laughs> she started playing the keyboard. I say hey. So that's what happened. So um, I was a good beatboxer. Um, going into the sixth grade, and I was almost bullied, like zero and all them. When I was beatboxing, they'd be you know beating on the table, mixing it with that. They'd be rapping, and they were like, "Man, you need to start producing." Huh? Well, they say making beats, you know. So um, at that point, it was almost like they told me not to ask me to. So obviously, I started learning the keyboard just to beat my sister, <laughs> and uh, it just turned into beats. And, yeah, and, and now, and now how yeah. many instruments do you play? Oh, nine. Because I know you played multiple instruments. Yeah, yeah, nine instruments. Yeah. yeah mainly woodwind instruments because I was in band. I kept moving around. And then, um, you know, I started touching the brass, the drums, keyboard, guitar, stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that's not relevant today for some reason. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's relevant, but you know, yeah. do your kids play instruments? Um, they want to play guitar. They want to play guitar. Like um, all of them want to take guitar, and they were actually fussing at me the other day, saying, "Why did I stop teaching them how to play the guitar?" But I'm like, I barely know myself. I play by ear, but mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, Nim, uh, mm -hmm. uh, how good do you think she can be? I'm gonna. I wish. I, I wish we had a slight conversation about this before, so you can hear. But um, sh put it like this: other songs were sent in for the soundtrack. Hers was chosen. I sent nine songs to recently to Sony for um, Raising Canaan. Three of her songs was chosen for that right now. It's slated. Mm. They hadn't cut the check, but they pulled it down. They told me, "Yeah, this looks good. This is three. So, how good is she? That good? Mm. Yeah." What kind of kid were you growing up? Like, you know, like, were you like an inquisitive kid? Were you, were you, were you bad? Were, were you, I didn't, did you I didn't get in give, trouble? On the, did you on make the surface, On the surface, I didn't give trouble. But if you knew me intimately, you knew I wasn't the one to play with. Um, but other than that, um, I looked just as innocent as I look today. Oh, but, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, but uh, if, if it's an issue, I've always been um in a position where there's like a, a phone call or something and the issues go away let's say that. So, so how did you get mm -hmm. this cool down era in your life how did that come about because ever since i've been knowing ever since i've been knowing you mm -hmm. you know you've been a laid-back dude yeah you know so. i've always been chill to an extent um there were times when i tried to turn up and i get put back in my place too but um so maybe just a quick learner 
You know? Yeah. Yeah, just a quick learner. Especially, you know, you get humbled real quick. I remember I used to go back in the beats. I'm here in Houston, you know, playing against everybody, this so-called so-called competition. It wasn't that, but you know, I could play beats and you like, you like, I need to go back home. I go to New York, <sighs> I had to go back home. <laughs> you know, because they were they were whooping my tail with the sonic quality, the mm -hmm. sound. Some of these guys, you know, I'm in my mom's house, you know what I mean, just knocking out something on a little whatever Rudy Pooh keyboard. These boys in the studio, all you know, two inch tape, running their drums through there, resampling it, MPC three thousand, two thousand, everything else, and I'm competing with all that. So I had to just get it up there, you know. So a lot of times, um, you know, like I can say quick learner. You 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 step out with your chest out, get deflated, and it's always it's still like that. So that's why I just learned to just just be. What's it like working with Keisha Cole? It's great. Uh, she was. I can go into her story. Um, at times, she she was, I was a type of, let me start here with me. I was like this bully producer. So we had some moments in the studio that she wouldn't appreciate, okay? Um, and I say bully because I was trying to pull out of her what I can uh, and the best out of her. So um, What were your tactics that you used, though? What would you say? Like, because all producers try to pull the best out of you. Well, I work what different you, now. What are you but doing? What is what is what is what it is these bully tactics insults all the way down to, you know, I don't really want to go into too much. How would an this, insult go? Yeah. Like, What's that? How would an, a normal insult go? Like, what the fuck typical... was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Do that shit again. Like, you know, and then like. That'll kill you while you know how it is because you'll be in that in this in the booth. Yeah. And you're doing it and you think you just get you back. Nah, do it again. Do it again. Uh, you know, things like that. So then uh, it is what it is. You know, so that Keisha starts. just took that? Keisha took just took it? She didn't just take it. Um, I mean, honestly, she did. She was in a situation, she was still coming. Okay. You yeah, you yeah, worked so, with her early on. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the song that we uh one of the songs that we did actually is what aided and helped her um, keep her position at the label. Uh, label was clearing house and uh, Ron Fair, because she, she came here to record it. She was actually recorded at my house. So she stayed with me for about two weeks. What she record at your house? What um, song? We did like five songs, but the two that we put on the album is uh, We Could Be and Never with Eve, with mm -hmm. Eve on there, mm -hmm. uh, never, never Too Much. And I was also the first person, uh, I didn't know that at the time, to sample and get cleared a Luther Vandross record, uh, Never Too Much. Mm. Yeah, and he got to hear before he passed everything. He's the one who approved it. Now, just as a re reference, this cat took all the pub. Right. We thought we was going to get something. He took all of it, man. But it was worth it. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah. But yeah, that record, um, long short, when she got back to uh, Cali at some point in time later, um, as they were clearing the different roster of artists, and she was up for question, Ron ended up hearing the record, and he was like, when would you do this? And back, we did like four versions of it because I did, you know, like I replayed it. Another, myself and another guy came in, Herman Little. Yeah, he came in with me. We, we replayed one version. That didn't make it. I did one all choppy, like very Kanye-like. Then I did one that's more like a straight record. And, I ain't, and that's what you, you know, here that, that made it. But I did like five versions of it. So long and short, she played the version that Ron liked. And that's when he immediately ran over to the... Uh, department that was doing the soundtrack in barbershop 2 soundtrack mm -hmm. and they made that one of the lead singles for barbershop 2 so and then that just and then from there kanye did the record with her changed my mind and on and on and on yeah there we go yeah tina turner music icon yeah. recently died 
have you ever had an opportunity to work with any of the icons from the past? Not not this the contemporary icons, but mm-hmm. the ones from the past, like those who were around back in the sixties and seventies, or so even eighties. Indirectly, maybe, but not directly where I can just say, oh, man, you got to get some credits like that, bro. You got, because then that'll make you (laughs) seem like that's almost like going back to get your masters. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, man, look, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't just did this right here, man. You know, you can go back Mm -hmm. and say, I'm classically trained. That's almost like being classically trained to to have work with those type of people, also. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got Ron Osley under my belt. You know, I got, Mm -hmm. uh, I got, uh, I got uh, George Clinton. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I ain't bragging or nothing. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing oh, it yeah. out there. You know, you know, just to make it add up. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, it's there. It's there. I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. You should work mm-hmm. with them. I mean, you know, like, and, and George is close by. You know, I'm sure he, George liked the jam. Yolanda Adams, a class. You know. Yeah. There like, you go. I mean, we we did our last album. You work with Yolanda? We did her last album. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what Wait. happened with that is, um, my guy Marcus, uh, Marcus Egby, um called me to do a song or so, said, hey, Yolanda's working, this, that, the other. And we basically said, hey, let's let's lock it in. So we flooded up with songs and tracks. So our, my camp, me and my homies or producing homies and click, everything yeah. you want to call us, right? We ended up doing 80% of it. So the last album that she put out called Becoming It, which was her first independent album that she did, we did that. Yeah, but Yolanda's still more contemporary, though. All right. You know, she's, we, we, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I was talking about those. I'm yeah. talking about that music that raised our parents. No, yeah, yeah. You know, that type of music. Those people, yeah. they, they they were so special, bro. Yeah. I, listen, just, I listen to some of that stuff today, man, and I'm like, man, I just I just be in awe. Like, damn. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like this. I was working so much, like, I forget some of the stuff that I was doing. You know, so I have to like, you hit me with that one, like coming out left. And I'm like, oh, I got to kind of go in the bag and say, is there, oh yeah, this happened then. But did it happen back then? No. Meaning like any t- anywhere between then and now, there's been some type of, hey, I'm going to send this to this person. They're going to record this song, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I got more songs just sitting in the catalog waiting to come out than it is out. I can tell you that right now. You know, um, and I'm talking about with who's who. With my, I got to, like, if I can get releases on these things, oh, man, it's popping. <laughs> See, you oh, sitting yeah. around here waiting on releases. That's why you ain't put that, get, that, that, uh, zero. that zero project out. Man, Zero would have put that out. Yeah, zero zero would have been like, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Zero would have hit that button and bam, like, yeah. y'all come get it. You, know, like, you got to run. We had lost touch for a long time. It wasn't yeah. until I, I was actually, uh, Going into a bank, he was coming out of the bank, and I saw, we saw each other. It was like we sat outside talking for like two hours. Yeah, yeah, and I was caught up. But um, that was a that was a good moment too. But yeah, I was yeah. just thinking, yeah. bro. I was like, zero had those no songs. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a whole other thing. Zero, like, man, if you wanted the song, if you wanted to be on the album, man, you should have said something, man. Yeah. I, I just, I just cut it out. Oh, yeah. If you ain't want me to, who is it? <laughs> Hey, look, hey, talk to my lawyer. Talk to Big Talk to Big Hank. <laughs> I'm going to have to get with him because we go, it's, it's a nice thing. You didn't want me to put it out. Yeah. You shouldn't have recorded it. Shit, what we supposed to wait for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And Zero yeah. going to get that money, man. Yeah, he going to do it. He going to get that money. We got to make sure it's because some of that stuff on two inch and, um, you know, it's that old and it's been sitting in the garage. Yeah. So I got to, you know what I mean? I hope it's a. Uh, oh, so. 
Do you know where to send it to to uh, get it transferred? I'm going to have to do something like that, yeah. So you're, I know where to send it. Well, I'll be getting it on it. Yeah. I just got a bunch of stuff yeah. um, converted Okay. Yeah. a few months ago. Stuff that I had been having sitting for like a literally a couple of decades. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Well, I just, I just got those photos because somebody gave me, the photographer gave me those photos. Oh, you only seen one of them. But um, he gave me the photos probably two, three years ago. And I just said, let me look at the resources of it. Because every time I was calling, nobody was taking uh, 35 millimeter anymore or slides. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me to send it off for a month. But I found an app that allowed me to just I just put it on a lighted plate. Like, a, you know, I took a, um, a ring light, threw, this, threw it on there, and, I, and you take a photo of it. And it, there it is. Let me, let me look at it again. Yeah. And if you slide through, you'll see some of the other ones. So here, just so, so the photographer brought them over. He to brought you, over, yeah, they're black and, and white he was slides. Like, Yo, I can't give it to you, but you can. No, take he gave it. no, he gave me the 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 thirty uh, fives, but I couldn't get them developed fast enough in the times that I wanted to get it. Mm -hmm. You see that? Ooh, we <laughs> Ro seen these. He ain't seen them yet. Ro That's why I, I want to get. I want to get his. Uh, we Ro his gonna nuff. be like, "Yo, <laughs> <laughs> let's make something happen." Yeah. That's why I said like he he deserved to see that first. You feel me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's 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 part of his come up right there. Oh man, this is dope. You see how we looking? <laughs> yeah, this is dope, bro. Oh, thanks. Shout out to uh, the photographer Marby Bolden who took that and gave it to me. So that's good. So did the photographer uh, reach out to you or yeah. you just caught up with him? Now he reached out and said, "Hey, I got you." Had no idea. No, I knew he had them, but I just forgot. Yeah, just, just kind of forgot, and, and and that was a good thing. Yeah, and he reached out like he had a, a whole package of uh, it was that plus some other stuff in there. You know, uh, when I because at that time I used to go by <laughs> DJ Def, right? And it was uh, I just literally looked at the phone one day and saw the number three and said D E F, and I said that's my name, DJ Def. So yeah, that's how I came up with that name. And then after that, I started going by Player, and um, when I started, of course, more rapping and solo, it was Player. And then the group came out player. So that's when this female named me Poppy. And then I had a bunch of guys saying, I ain't gonna call you Poppy. So I just said E Poppy or Arrow Poppy. So then yeah. it was more acceptable then. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of the evolution. You know, yeah. you know that that was that was brilliant because I wouldn't have called you Poppy either. <laughs> but I call you E Poppy. That's right, yeah. You yeah. know, that, that was good. It was it was a smooth, you know, nice smooth move. But yeah. Nice. But yeah, but this um I know we missed a few things, but yeah, like you had asked earlier, like even with the Missy thing. Um, that, that whole relationship came about by being prepared. You know, um, I was in New York, I was working with, uh, I'm signed to CSAC. So my, that's my performance, right? Uh, organization, uh, PRO. And we were at Hit Factory. Um, they have at that, I don't know if it's still the same, but at that time they were like on the fifth, sixth floor where the Hit Factory was, um, in New York and, or still is, I hadn't been there so long. So like long and short is um, I heard that Missy was in the building and I was working with a writer. I hurried up and I already had CDs made and we went and started asking questions. A bodyguard came out, shout out Big Rob and the rest is history. You know, so put, oh, let me just kind of go into it. I gave him the CD. The Texas thing worked for me. When he realized I'm from Texas, he locked in because he was from, from Texas. So, um, you know, he made sure that all the numbers, everything was there. I went back to Queens. I was staying with my grandmother. By the time I got to Queens, my grandfather said, hey, somebody named Rob kept calling. 
it was already late. It was late, late. I came out, you know, because you have to take like the E-train, all this other crap to get to Queens and then, this, you know, on and on and on. So it was probably like 12 midnight. So I called Rob back. He said, man, Missy, won't you come back up here? <laughs> so this time I had to take a taxi. You know, she want to meet you. I had to take a taxi. I didn't get back home till like seven the next morning because mm-hmm. that's how she worked. And we just locked in right away. Day one, locked in. What's that? work ethic like like being in that studio with her well number one she'll kick you out when she's doing her thing you ain't finna be in there it's her and the engineer but you know just her and the engineer Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes just her she'll run the board if she has to no producers no no. no. that's it nobody no she will kick you out she don't want your opinion none of that (laughs) we used to bump heads all the time you know it's like like just y'all you don't like that or whatever whatever you know that type of bump heads but um no, you ain't finna be. In so there once she lock in creatively, that's it. That's it. Everybody got to get you, out. Everybody got to get out. Everybody gets out. Yeah, it's everybody out the thing. You sitting out there, all you hear is <laughs> that's it through the wall, through the walls. You ain't hearing her. Yeah, you gonna hear that music if she turning it up. That's it, and she'll be, she'll invite you back in when she done. So when y'all bumped heads, what y'all bump heads over? Oh, bump head would be the wrong thing, but I know like on um, Pussycat as an example. When the rap came on, I was like, <laughs> but it worked out fine. <laughs> so I, at that time, she, you know, she just was way ahead. You, know, you feel me? So I was looking at her like, huh? And then she was like, you know, we was we had like at that time, I would say a brother, sister type of vibe. So she would just talk about me, talk about me, talk about me. And I come back at her as best as I can without insulting and without getting kicked out. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so we just back and forth like that. And um, eventually, yeah, it is what it is, her decision. So. I'm just there, but she taught me a lot. It's kind of some um, some of the stuff you know that I got from her is like just not working with everybody. So that's why, like a lot of times, and still to this day, I kind of like turned down a lot of projects. Um, it was just not you know whoring your name out, basically, mm-hmm. you know, so things like that. Because I would call her at that time when we were you know with each other often and say, "Hey, I just left this label and they want this," and she's like, "No, no offense, no," meaning no offense to them. And then she broke down why. And with some mm-hmm. of these people got names, mm-hmm. you know, but she just was like, we ain't doing that. I'm here to learn. Let's go. Yeah. You also work with Dallas Austin, right? Yeah. And who, who, what, what producer have you worked with that, ha- that you believe that had the most impact on your career? Impact. You know what? Who's a unknown, known Rick Knowles. Rick knows. Yeah. He's uh he's he's more of a in the um UK market, but he's like LA, Santa Monica. We did um we did some stuff. We did a record called uh Back to the Music for VV Brown. She was a Vanessa Brown. She was uh, she had a conflict in her whole thing. She was signed to Polydor or something like that in the UK. And um she had like three labels, like Interscope, Poly, you know, and whatever. So that became a conflict. But we did what was supposed to be her single at that time. And uh, it was a nice experience with him. Learned a lot. I would just off top. But I think everybody that I've worked with, uh, Rodney Jerkins, man. I mean, yeah, I would say Rodney. Yeah. 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 It's a beast. Rodney. Rodney. Yeah. Just what? his musical like ability. I was, you know, you know, how he could just go in play everything 
What's his energy like when he's making the beats? Because some some producers Rodney's are silent, he's, some they're quiet, and they just just yeah. like a mad scientist, just moving stuff yeah, and yeah. around. And then some of them be like, Nah, he laid getting he, up, moving around, nah, and nah, all that he's stuff. He's laid back. He's laid back. It's but yeah, just controlling that heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that how Dallas Austin is too? Because he has that Dallas real laid back well. demeanor. Yeah, we were working on Black uh, when I was out there with him, and then he had uh, JT Money mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, we were working on that as well. Just I was just getting in when I fit in. So you know, wherever I get in, I'm I'm doing songs, doing records, whatever. But yeah, that was that was that's where I you know the come up was like that. And I think you still should do that now. Mm-hmm. As if you're trying to come up as a producer, you need to get in where you gonna fit in. Try not to commit. You know, people don't make you try to lock you in, but just try not to commit and just keep moving. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. 
Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Let's talk about some of your business endeavors, man. Like, right. you are a, a serious businessman. I mean, you you got your hands on a lot of lot of stuff. Yeah. What what are you doing right now that you can brag about? <laughs> um, I'm helping artists actually as well as other companies and and my um my girls run like e-com businesses. So, I'm showing them how to make money, still be at home, you know, and not be stressed, so to say. So, um we've been I've been teaching them skills from you know, just online marketing, you know, everything that's going to take to market that, finding products, you know, and then exploiting those products on the different various platforms and then getting a bunch of sales. You'd be amazed how, you know, 100000 could just rack up just from $20 sales or $200 sales. It just is what it is. So um, right now that's that. But, you know, as you know me, I've been in, um, you know, real estate, things like that. And um, all of that has its ebbs and flow. You know, it's... it's uh. Look at what's happening right now. I let's, went through that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say I got $500. Mm-hmm. I want to get into the e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. What's a good lane for me? Like, you know, is it is it selling clothes? Is it selling products on Amazon? Mm. Well, here's the issue with Amazon. So let's start there. So let's start and stop. I, we actually started on Amazon. Uh, one of the issues that people don't widely discuss is that, with Amazon, you're not going to keep or you, your customer retention. So the customer's information, they keep that. So you don't receive any of that. So you may find, you know, a water bottle and it may sell a lot. They're going to hit you with the fees and everything else. And then once that product is selling, they're going to compete with you. They're going to sell Amazon's it by themselves. Yeah. yeah. So you're in their playground. So that's the issue with it. So, yeah, you could make a little money there. You probably make a lot of money, but it's not it's not long. You're not building a brand or something that you could turn around and sell. So with the 500, um, we would. It's not really what your passion or anything is, because what you're passionate about may not sell, right? So we're gonna find. Uh, you know, if you just want to do a winning product, you know, I, I would show you ways to find that winning product. There's apps and everything for that now. Uh, we start you a, uh, on some e-commerce site, you know, Shopify or whatever, or we can build your own site. You know, on your own HTML. You know, what's the most economical way to do it out, up up front? Because you can always Shopify, grow. You can always you can scale get, later. Yeah, uh, Shopify but, and do drop shipping or something like that, and, and then find a winning product, and then you can just start. Uh, if you want to brand it with your own, you can do that as well. Why not just go to, let's say, Costco or Sam's Club and buy buy the products that's selling the most, and then ship them to a Amazon warehouse, and then get paid like that because. Same, same at the aforementioned. It's the same circle. So by the time, so when you go into Amazon, you have to do Amazon um, uh, fulfillment by Amazon. So you have to pay for the cubic square foot on that, that what you're using for the warehouse space, right? Oh, they make the merchants pay for the the space that the products take up? Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> so you're paying for the space. So you just can't have 
two thousand books just sitting no, you're over there, and they're not selling or whatever. You paying unless, unless they change you're, something you're in the paying, last you're, three months. You're so paying you for that real estate, yeah. and you're paying uh, them for the, to sell and ship. Yeah, for you. Yeah, all that you're going to put in your price though. So you'll make it back through your, you know, you make it back. So it's not, it's not an evil process. It's just that you're not going to retain that customer. And that's what's important because like a lot of times what I'm showing people that I'm working with, who I'm helping build their brand is that email list. The open rate is still there. It's still, there, especially for musicians. Like uh, when it comes to like some of the musicians I'm working with, the open rate is like 23, 25%. That's pretty good on the emails. So now, now, what do you mean by open rate? That people are open and checking the email and reading through it. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, yes, it has like a twenty, maybe twenty six percent open open rate. So you know, every hundred that we send out, twenty six of them are open. Some people are clicking. There's a great percentage and, and of them. Yeah, and how many of them are actually buying out of that twenty six percent? Um, it's a good, I'd say three to seven percent from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is a good return. Because we just keep sending. Because you, you, you know, the ones who didn't. There's there's funnels that we put in place. So and if, if you ever notice how you would probably on a website and then you get an email or something saying, hey, I, you know, we'll take five percent off of this because, uh, you know, we want you to come back, blah, blah, blah. So we have those funnels in place to bring these people back. But that's what I'm saying. Like when we capture this information from the SMS, meaning their their um, their phone numbers all the way to the uh, email addresses, we're able to retarget them. I can create lookalike audiences for them. So what does that what does that mean? Everything or your characteristics when it comes to you online, even your demographics of you know who you are, all that's is online. Trust trust and believe. So if I'm looking for someone like yourself, these systems, their algorithms have an ability to go produce a million or five million of you who's likely to buy. And you know. The law of averages is going to just exist with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just found it being real easy, you know, to to go into e-com. We, we uh, my, my girls, my wife and myself, we went in about 2018 and we've we've grown, grown a few brands. So we started, you know. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's good money, man. That internet mm -hmm. money is some good money, man. It is. Yeah. It is. Both you and I have had our moments in MLM in the past. Yeah. Are you mm -hmm. still doing MLM? Ah, and so, so here's the thing. Um, as you may know, I think I got you into one. Um, I'm still doing it, but not meaning that there's requirements to keep in, uh, in your, your, your income. But one of the companies that oh, I have. Are you still a, in one of them from the past? Yeah. You still getting residuals from that. That's what I'm talking and, about. And so you still have to hustle it. Well, I have to keep a customer in every 90 days. So yeah. I'm making sure I meet that minimum requirement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, what kind of residual that, is that looking like? I'm a six figure earner in there. So, yeah. So, still six figures a year? It's, re it's reduced significantly. We need to look into why. Yeah. But it's it's uh it's it's significantly Well, it's probably reduced. got people falling off. <laughs> yeah, down I the think line so. And, yeah. and then you're not working it. Yeah, know, exactly. Up so, front either. So, yeah. the number's probably getting smaller. Yeah. But you got to realize that comp that that business. I worked for six months. Oh, really? I worked for six months. You only worked for six months. And as you see, I mean, hey, screw a nice team. Damn. Yeah. And that was what, like twelve years ago? Yeah, two thousand eight, nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and still today, checks. Yeah. So that's a good thing. So 
I know some people are against MLM, yeah, but this obviously this particular one we're talking about, which we're not mentioning, um, it was it wasn't a product, you know, it was a product unlike any other. Let's just say it like that, mm -hmm. or a service, you know. So therefore, um, it made all the sense to do it. I think that's even why you saw it. It was like just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a must have. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, man, I take a chance on business, man. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't gamble. I don't do the regular gambling. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not going to Vegas to play. The, yes, I'm not shooting no yeah. craps. Yeah. I'm not playing blackjack, and I've done that in the past. Mm -hmm. But I'm not doing none of that. I haven't did that chance gambling like that in over twenty years. But I will gamble on business. Yeah, and I think that. Uh, one of the huge misconceptions in business is people think that it's supposed to be easy. They they think it, and they, and they think it's not supposed to be a risk. Well, not only that, the time. Um, if I didn't have an understanding or just uh, you know, family, cause it would just be a problem. I can tell you that because I put a lot of hours into this. Like even right now, with with uh, one of our businesses, um, it started as you know, me, the girls, the wife. And then now it seemed like it's just me and then my wife kind of like, I'm going to help you, right? Mm -hmm. But I've, it's, it's grown so much and the uh, the income has is, is gotten, like every time I set a goal, I say, you know what, you know, maybe we can get here. We get it. So it's to the point where I had to cut and stop my ads because I, we would implode. Damn. Yeah. Because we can't handle the, the, you know what I mean? So we had to really cap it, you know, you know say, you, you know what I mean? I want to put a number on it, but you know. We had to cap it where we capped it right now because we don't have it. So why not scale? Why not just hire well, that's, people? There you go. So right now I'm looking into doing some VAs and so forth and on. But some of the products that we're selling um, take, it's not just buy this bottle and go. I need to take some information from you. You know what I'm saying? So let's say if it's a specialty item or uh, let's just throw out some random. Let's say it's a shirt and your name's supposed to be on it, right? So I need to get your name. I need to get this, you know, the different measurements from you for some of these items. So every, if it's a hundred sales today, that's a hundred phone calls. And you know, everybody ain't answering their phone. Mm -hmm. So that's another issue. So, you know, just getting in touch with people, texting them, calling them, all that good stuff, just to make sure, you know, so, but I find myself doing a lot of that. Yeah. So now, yes, answering that, why not? You know, we're at that point now. I just had to see some consistency because um, when you step into this game as an entrepreneur of e-commerce, the easiest thing is to try to run everything yourself or learn as much. So that's when I talked about like teaching them things about marketing. They don't necessarily want to do some of this, but I'm saying these are skills that if this company, we decide to stop that company or that company, you now have that skill that you can go do it for Willie D or whoever else, mm -hmm. whether he was marketing his music or whatever. Marketing is marketing. It's just, you know, how and where. So learning how to market in these places, but uh, bringing, bringing that back up overall, it takes a lot of time. And when you sitting online and somebody telling you how easy e-com is, they line they tail off. <laughs> it's a lot it's, of time. They're trying to get that $99. Yeah, they're trying to get that, that bag out of you, yeah. which some of them are deserving. They give you some good information, but some is just regurgitated. They just learned it while watching the last video, repackage it, you know, probably bought some PLR. You mm -hmm. understand what that is? Uh, hold, on, think, hold on. Hold on. Let me think about Let me see if I can get this. PLR? Mm-hmm. P L R. I gave you the first one. Did private. you say private? Yeah. So L is listing. Label. Oh, 
damn, now nah, I got and I got the R left. I gotta yeah, get yeah, this. Yeah, hold yeah. on, hold on. I gotta get this. <laughs> private label. Uh, oh, you almost had it. A private label. Uh, is it? It's not retail. Private label. Not registered. Private label. Uh, Are you right there. You about to spit it out. All right, what is rights? Rights, okay. So you could have created an entire package and you're giving me the ability to white label it or whatever, you know, just put my name on it yeah. and sell it as mine. Right. So a lot of that I'm seeing, even to the point where I've bought two the same thing from two different people. <laughs> like, and I had to get my money back on it, you know, mm -hmm. and it is what it is. Uh, because, and when you're saying I bought, yeah, we I had to step in here and start educating myself or be be educated through, you know, those masters around and so forth. And some people want a bag for their services. We ain't talking about nothing cheap. Like the first one I almost got in, uh, they wanted like $34,000 to learn Amazon. <laughs> and I was, yeah. yeah, I was about to give it to them. I was like, right there. Because they had some guarantees Because they tell you you're going to make millions. 34000 yeah, 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 ain't yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, if you, exactly. if, you know, if you yeah, got it, yeah. if you got that kind of money and yeah. they tell you you're going to make oh, millions. Oh, no, they'll finance you. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, they'll, they'll finance you. Give they'll them, fi give them two, yeah. <laughs> they'll finance you. Well, what they say? Give me two thousand a month. Uh, no, not by yourself. They're gonna put you with a bank or get you some credit cards and pull it off of there. They got all kind of ways, man. What? Yeah, they ain't playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna show you how to get some line of credit and they're gonna pull it right off of there and finance it like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, that's how. I see. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in, in mm -hmm. now in your mind, you thinking like, well. I can get that up because I'm gonna be making so much money. That's Absolutely. gonna cover. That's the trick to it. That's it's, gonna cover. That's the trick to yeah. it. You're gonna find yourself in debt, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, like no joke. Yeah. 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 So it's um it's it's like that. But it's it's that world is so good because there's no limits on, you know, what you can sell and where you can be. You know, my first my first experience um in there was actually before that on eBay. And uh I found myself <laughs> somehow selling uh um women's adult toys but i wasn't individually selling them i found a supplier through like alibaba and i was bulk selling these things you know just <laughs> the whole box it's called a lot they used to call it a so you're lot going business to business yeah well whoever B was buying B they were buying it yeah it was just on ebay so yeah. I, don't, I don't know my but what happened is the supplier <laughs> they realized he's ordering quite a bit and fast and they realized they went up on the price Oh no, they didn't do that. They did it worse. They put the product on eBay themselves and undercut me when they found. Uh. Yeah. yeah. So I had to stop it because I couldn't compete with whoever was buying this stuff from me. <laughs> now they can get it in my price or lower. Yeah. And that's what happened. So that was in 2015, 2014, 15. Yeah. And then by circle back in 18, that's when I was like, yo, let's let's do this Amazon thing and then we just started finding uh, Shopify and doing our own stores. And then we started doing print on demand, which is basically oh, like, like, I mean, I can do anything on print on demand, just like, uh, like this. This was print on demand. It's a whole leather backpack. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is one of the uh, brands that I got for this rapper uh, out of Jamaica. And he's been internationally selling that and doing a, doing a great job with it too. So mm -hmm. we're building up his brand and stuff like that. So, Hold it up again. Yeah. Hold it up so we can catch it on the camera. Say polished. Hold it up. Let me see. Polished. Yeah, that's nice, man. Thanks. So yeah, yeah. this guy, he was uh, you know, I'll I'll share with you some of that apparel as well. But yeah, you know, it's all about expansion and 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 not doing too much. You know, like one of the brands we did, we just started, we launched an online magazine and also a uh, physical hard copy. So 
it's a good way for um in this game you want to have uh what's the uh, options well not the options this is it's called um when when people um are what's the word for this social proof so another form of social proof we decided to with that brand start magazines and put these magazines like well so in places that like high sit areas like doctor's office uh you know on and mm -hmm. on and on so we put these magazines in there people could thumb through but what they're they're not only looking at great fashion and things that they can buy they got qr codes right there but they're also seeing customer uh, reviews real customers their reviews their experiences and with that company we interview the customers so even when you get to see it online, you're watching a customer's experience. So it's just a different form of, uh, you know, of that social proof that's necessary to help you sell a product. Yeah. But we put it in the form of like, a, you know, magazine and things like that. So just, you know, coming with a unique twist, it either works or it doesn't. We got to try it, you know what I mean? Or do it. Um, but yeah, that's, but back on the time, it's a lot of time into this. I put, man, I feel like 20 hour days sometimes, like no joke into this, mm -hmm. you know, so. It is what it is, you know, on to the next at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. How long have you and your wife been married? Ooh, um, married it since 2005. So, yeah. Yes, 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. That's yeah. A, that's, that's a nice run, man. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been around your family. You know, you seem to have a very, you know, nice, cohesive, loving family. What What do you think about all of this back and forth uh banter and bickering going on between black men and black women online here's gonna be the issue um they can say what they want to say but the reality is they're not living that you know and they could try it um and they're gonna just regret it um at the end of the day as a species i think we need to you know co-mingle and co-create and all that good stuff but i get it because i do have you know maybe i'm gonna say two-thirds no nah, probably about a half about half of my friends are single whether it be female or male and they either tried things before and it didn't work, but it just comes down to like learning how to like be with people, you know, learn how to, you know, just agree, learn when to shut the fuck up, all things like that, you know, so um, or let somebody play their position. If you didn't notice, even when I said when I was in the studio, if I'm in with some if I'm with someone like this, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to listen. I'm going to play. So it's the same yeah, thing, you know, yeah. you know, so if you're going to get this man, let's say from the woman point, if you're going to give him that floor, give him the floor, let him. Even if you know you could run circles all around this dude, just let him feel like he, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that, because when he feel respected, that he he should be showing it back. Mm -hmm. You know, so how do I feel about all this? I think the problem, especially within a black community, is it's going to result in less everything. Less wealth building, less kids, but more drama. Yeah. You're absolutely right, man. You hit mm -hmm. the nail on the head. I do not understand it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And the trip part about it is a lot of it is coming from people who purport to be educated. They 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 act like they're smarter than everybody else. A lot of these people have platforms. Mm -hmm. And people are going out listening to these people. And they're putting people who, shit, couldn't even read read out loud in class on that platform to give advice so about me, people's lives. That's true. Let me add to that. I'm not I'm not going to call anybody out, but some of these people are are very impressionable and influential in their wording and how they can give you um I'm almost say a cinematic view of, you know, just through their expressions of how life is. 
and they probably haven't even lived, you know, some of this. Some of these people are young. But what I'm saying is if I were young and listening to that, I, w- I wouldn't have been married. Yeah. I just, it just wouldn't have, because I would have, that w- that's how impressionable some of this is that you're just scared to move. But, it, you know, you just got to find the right one. Well, yeah, you gotta, here's the yeah. thing. Everybody want to be hell a gangster and everything, and they scared of love. Mm. Explain that to me. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I know some of the people, the hardest dudes, but then they scared to get their heart broke. So they choose to, you know. Well, I think everybody's scared. I know what you're saying. You though. can protect everybody's your money. A, everybody's you afraid. You can protect to, your money. I think everybody's everybody's <laughs> yeah. afraid to yeah. get their heart broken. But, you know, if it's like Lotto, you got to be in it to win it. If you want love, if you want, if you want love, if you want a, a good, healthy relationship you got to be in one you got to be in a relationship first of all to give it a sh- to give that a chance okay you played sports and you practice right mm-hmm. so was the last chick practice or was it you know was, you know meaning like hey man you got you're gonna have to just get in here and exercise and learn how to like do life because i'm the same guy who i got some of the same friends from pre-k so something about me is working or just maybe i'm a workable guy right so then i got mm-hmm. people that i just don't agree with but I'm not hard to get along with. And you understand this. So obviously, it's, in some cases, it's not me, but maybe it is. But my point is, we just got to learn to, like, be with each other. Does that make sense? I think the, the fundamental the fundamental aspect of this is just simple respect. Because everything starts with respect. Yeah. And I see even the way how they talk to each other online, some some of the things that they say. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the biggest problem with the black community is the black woman. That's not Right that. there, you yes, are you, are, you are already lost. You you already, you are lost. And I ain't talking about lost the argument. You are lost. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem in the black community is the black man. Yeah. You're lost. Yeah. And these are people, a lot of them, you know, it's, they're hurt. They're really Correct. just hurt and they don't know, they haven't been taught how to communicate. They haven't been taught conflict resolution mm-hmm. and they're too proud to listen. They're too proud to want to learn. But at the same time, many of these people, they're raising girls, but they hate women. Mm-hmm. They have daughters, but they hate women. They have sons, but they hate men. Yeah. How are you going to hate that which your son is to become? How are you yes. going to hate that which your daughter is Bitter. to become? Yeah, yeah. These people are delusional. Yeah. There is something wrong with them. It's a mental illness. It is. It really is a mental how, illness how because we... we can't, we have survived and won a lot of wars. Mm-hmm. Agenda war, we cannot. We cannot win agenda war. So, again, do you think that this is um, on a conspired level of speaking? Is this planned? It it was it was planned. It has been planned and planned, mm-hmm. and it's still being planned. Mm-hmm. And but the problem is, a lot of times, man, uh, when you're when you're fed something constantly, some pro- it's mm-hmm. propaganda. When you're fed propaganda, and on top of that, it's not just words. These people actually implemented certain things to make sure that they are able to divide us. You know, yeah. uh, you know, welfare. You know, uh, absolutely. Crack cocaine, uh, school to prison pipeline. I mean, the, uh, the school, uh, the school to prison pipeline. You know, um, believe it or not, I got friends who argue on that. Red line, everything yeah. you can yeah. think of. They intentionally did these things to divide us. But here's the thing: 
after a while, sometimes you can become so traumatized by something that you actually start to believe whatever that propaganda is. You actually start to believe it yourself. If somebody tell you you ain't shit long enough, you start thinking you ain't shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so is a man thinking. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, there's no argument with what you're saying. It's just that as we identify the problem, what do we have? What can we provide as a solution? Well, you start with self. See, Mm -hmm. everybody got to start with self. See, a lot of us, we sitting back waiting, waiting on the woman to do it, or we're mm-hmm. sitting on waiting, waiting on this person to do it or that person to do it. Two things can happen at the same time. We can't walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. Mm-hmm. The very first thing you need to do is work on yourself, first and foremost. Most people who are in relationships, in my opinion, are not qualified to be in a relationship not, because they don't have the tools. Yeah. They don't have the resources to uh, to deal with rejection and conflict resolution. They, they they should not be in relationships. Yeah. You should get yourself together first. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a hot temper, you don't, you shouldn't be in a relationship. If yeah. you if you're incapable of compromise, it's my way or the highway. You shouldn't be in a relationship. But the same person probably is difficult even in a business relationship. So, True. So when it goes into it, it goes back to what you said: self reflection and making those adjustments. Because if somebody's hot at home in the boardroom or just in the, in the locker room, they the same, you know, but, I've seen, but, but watch this. Uh-huh. Some people are so caught up in getting to the bag mm-hmm. that they have a money over everything mentality. Well, so when culture. it comes to their jobs, okay. So when it comes to their jobs, they know how to acquiesce to their boss's demands. They know how to do what they told they're told on the job. So but because it's a bag attached. They know this is how I get my money. This is my bag. They, I'm talking so, about men and women. Okay. They know how to they know how to acquiesce mm-hmm. when it comes to getting that bag when they when they're on the job. But when they go home and their 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 significant other, this person that they're supposed to be building a life with or generational wealth with and raising mm-hmm. human beings with. Ask something of them. It's a problem. Now, is that because the job has a consequence? It's going to affect their livelihood as far as financially versus, you know, the job. The job has consequences that are, will affect their life financially, but the relationship, an intimate relationship, mm-hmm. uh, a, a committed relationship has implications that could affect your life, not just your bag, but your life, your quality of life. Do you know that there have been people who have worried themselves to death mm-hmm. uh, in relationships? People yep. have lost their minds and, 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 and committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Most people who have committed suicide, if you compare work to, to uh, relationship. intimate relationships, mm-hmm. It's no, it's not even a comparison. Yeah, uh, people can get over losing jobs, but it's very hard for them to get over losing another human being, their Correct. significant other. Yeah, you know. So we put we put too much emphasis on getting to mm-hmm. the bag because a lot of us we have we we got the money, mm-hmm. but we but we're lonely. We're in these big houses. Yeah, we're in these big cars. Yeah, we got the bag. 
but we're lonely. Correct. And and we try, and we and we try to mask it with buying stuff. We try to buy stuff to help us mm-hmm. get through it. Yeah. And the people on our side see that and they see how we're living. They just see the bad. They don't see what we see behind closed doors. They just right. see the bad. Exactly. So they get caught up in the bad. And even if you tell them money ain't everything, mm-hmm. you know what they'll they still, say? They still well, just give me your money. Let's yeah. see if money is everything. Yeah. Yeah. The only time people say that is when they got money. Uh, duh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's telling you. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, yeah, don't dis- disagree with what you're saying. It's just that I'm, I'm the type. I'm looking for how are we far gone? That's what I want to know. Like, are we just far gone or do we have to start teaching these kids, you know, through me, through our own media, you know, producing our own, whatever we got to do to start impressing that mind. Yeah. Because I think some of us are far gone. We're just stuck in a way. I'm not going to put an age on, you know, no Kevin Samuels type talk or nothing like that. I just think some are far gone. And then some just hadn't experienced, you know, life uh, with, with a good person. And it's going to come down to probably attracting that. I know they get into some woohoo, but I mean, just if you're putting out this frequency, then you're just going to get back what you're putting out. You know, so simple as that. Some, some of the people yeah. are not good people themselves. Mm-hmm. So that you attract what you are. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you've done pretty good attracting <laughs> some good people in your life, man. Thank goodness, thank goodness. And so that's yeah. why you're in the position you are. And that's why yeah. you continue to put that big pearly white on us like you oh. do, man. Pearly <laughs> right, white just be like just smiling, <laughs> laughing, because you know life is good. Hey, no. I mean, hey, it's not. It's You know what? It's all in the mind because I, I find myself complaining at times and I have to check myself and say, what are you doing? And it's because sometimes I, I see myself going here and I'm going to say here and it's taking longer. But that's just, you know. Enjoy the and I forget to enjoy the journey, but um, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I've done that, man. Oh, I've yeah. done that. But I don't do it anymore. Though. I was doing it the other day. I no, had to I check myself the other day. Nah, yeah. I, I, I remember, <laughs> a, you know, back in the 90s, I'm sitting at the house and uh, I'm going through a little minor, minor depression because I'm thinking like things ain't happening fast. I'm doing good, yeah. but it ain't happening fast enough. Well, I want to go, you yeah. know, it ain't happening fast enough. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm upset. I look out the windows. I look at these floor to ceiling windows in my house. <laughs> and I see people walking on the golf course. Yeah. And I see these big old 100, 100 year old, 200 year old oak trees. Okay. And, and I look out and I see my custom pool and the waterfall. It's just water is cascading. And, mm-hmm. And I look within myself and I say, you tripping, bro. You tripping. You know, I'm not where I want to be, but thank mm-hmm. God I ain't where I used to be. Correct. Thank you for coming yeah. on the show, man. Hey. Thank you. Thank any you any last me. words? Any last words? Hey, just um, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, we'll do this again. We'll just do it. With, we should. With, we some, should. with some intense focus on a certain topic and subject to bring to the people that we can just make sure we find a way to impact the mental you know, change the way they think. Change so we, the way they think. Well, you sound like a Stevie Wonder Boy right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> E. Poppy. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. 
This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.